tired. So tired. Overtired. Oh, I guess you're doing the intro this week, Christina. Yeah, I guess so. So I'm Christina Warren. Uh, welcome to Overtired. How are you, Brett? I'm. Uh, I am finishing off a oat milk cappuccino. I found an oat milk you can actually froth and foam, and I'm getting really good at making them. So I'm. I'm. I'm pleasant and warm on a rainy day. Very nice. That's very nice. Uh, I am in typical like this is classic overtired form because. I have not slept <laughs> and I am not only about to have a busy day today, but tomorrow I have a stupid day where I have to basically do most of my regular work day. I'll have a couple of hours, maybe in the afternoon to sleep. And then I have to do for an internal event. I have to do one of those overnight hosting things. Do you drink coffee? Um, yeah, but what, what gets you through a day like today? Dexedrine. <laughs> Pharmaceutical speed, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um, so I, I, you're not a coffee person at all, right? I mean, I drink it. I just am not like, it's not like a, a thing that like, I, I don't have one of the, like, I don't have to have it. You know what I mean? Like, I enjoy it. If it's there, I'll drink it. But I, I usually not going to go out of my way and make it or anything. No. Well, for our listeners, I want to tell them about crema.co. Um it's this service. I don't remember how I found it. It was probably an Instagram ad, uh, which I'm a sucker for. I hate that. Um, but it's this this site that sends you every... You set the interval, but I have it every two weeks. They send me a new coffee from a playlist that I pick, and they have a whole, whole like interface for helping you find the coffees that you most want, and they source from a bunch of different... Uh, uh, roasters, and I have found since I started using it, three new coffees that are better than any coffees I've ever had before. So I feel like wow. it's worth sharing. I have an affiliate link that'll be in the show notes. And the deal with that is anyone who uses it gets $5 off each of their first four orders. And I don't get any money unless you keep going after four orders. So this isn't about me. This is about me wanting you to find really good coffee and save yourself some money. It's also about you because you want them to really enjoy the coffee so they keep staying uh, subscribed so that you can um, rise up the pyramid in this weird <laughs> multi-level marketing uh, affiliate I get, scam. I get, I get $20 one time for anyone that keeps, uh, for keep, keeps going. Awesome. I, I'm just teasing. I, I know that this, this isn't quite a... a um, it's not at all. It's just a goddamn affiliate link, Christina. I, I know. I'm just I'm I'm making fun of you and also the way <laughs> the way that they have it structured is very MLM like, but I know that this isn't an MLM. I'm just making fun of you. The ones, but no, I mean this that sounds great. The ones that drive me nuts, like there are affiliate links that I feel dirty using. Uh, mm -hmm. that are very much they they feel too much like marketing and I I can't think of any off the top of my head because I just don't use those but there are some that really try to get you to pimp out your social media accounts just to make a few cents it's anyway some if it's a company I really support and I really like the product and they offer me an affiliate link I'll share it but I'm always open about it being an affiliate link you can't be yeah. sneaky about those things no, agreed. And I mean, and honestly, the good programs will like kick you out if you're not like Amazon will do audits. They actually did an audit on me recently and I hadn't even done anything. And it was just one of those random audit things. They're like, send me all of the URLs wherever you use stuff. And I was like, here's my Twitter account for the one time a year. I, with disclosure, share affiliate links of sales I find on Black Friday. My Jekyll blog automat automatically detects Amazon affiliate links in my posts and adds their standard disclaimer to the post. See, see, that's good stuff. I don't always do that on Twitter just because I use the Amazon shortened URL. Same. And I don't always think about the fact that it's an affiliate link. So I've made that mistake. I just Although send I the shortened URL for the sake of sending a shortened URL. Right. Although, I mean, I think that it's one of, yeah, Twitter's a weird one because it's like you don't have a lot of room to disclose like <laughs> that an affiliate link is there because you're limited to 240 characters. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Do you um, remember 120 characters? You mean 140? 140 when we were kids. I do. Oh, I man. do. Those were the, the those were the age. days. I know, I know, and then then and it's two eighty. It's not two forty. It's two eighty. I know. This is the Stone Age when we were. Well, I mean, I remember when I first was on Twitter that you could actually, you know, tweet from SMS. Uh, you yeah. know, just sending to four zero four zero four, or it was is four zero four zero. I guess it was, and uh, which was always fun for me because my area code on my phone number is four zero four. So, um, but yeah, like. I would I would SMS tweet from there, time to time and there were so few people on Twitter back then. We used to use Twitter. I, I was running an ad agency at the time, and we would use Twitter just to have like out of office messages. And I had a yeah. little screen set up on the door so you could tell where all the employees were at any given time, or, or where they said they were anyway. I wasn't tracking anybody, but well, no, right. Well, what was so funny is that for the first like you know year or so, there was like just the the feed of all the users there was just like yeah the the live feed of just everyone mm -hmm. you know and 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 that was how you would discover people and how you would be discovered i know that that's how a lot of people found me um was just through and i found people that way and and it, that's so weird to think about that something was that small that there was just this you know like you know just open feed of of everybody on the platform um and uh, now I I don't even, I mean it would be so it would it would move so quickly that I don't even know what that would look like, <laughs> but so, yeah exactly I'm assuming that's why they got rid of that at, at a certain point they're like this just doesn't make sense anymore but it's it's fun to remember those well, early they added Halcyon the, days the trending section so they could curate I mean basically that's what trending is it's the uh, the curated version of the entire feed. Yeah, the problem with trending is is that, you know, it takes a while for stuff to show up and then the curated stuff can be out of date by the time you see it. So it's good, but it's also, especially if it's like really, you know, time oriented, which a lot of them are, sometimes by the time you see it on trending, if you're not watching trending all the time, then you've like missed something because you're like, oh, well, this happened six hours ago, you know. I follow, um, a, I follow a bot detector account and I can't remember what it's called right now, but when stuff trends, it does uh, uh, audits to see how many of the tweets come from suspicious accounts. That's always neat. enlightening when you find out that like half of the half of the accounts that made a topic trend are actually Russian bots. It's very enlightening. Yeah, I mean, well, and the thing is, is that even beyond like obviously like the, the Russian interference. I mean, I even know. For a long time, you know, at Mashable, Mashable was back in the day known as, you know, like one of the premier social media first kind of sites and, and was a publication that really got its start by being really early on a lot of the social platforms and building credibility, both in articles that would write, you know, for pe giving people like tips on how to do stuff, but also just being an early adopter itself. Like we were really, really good at that stuff. And we, you know, um, for a long time, there was like a... Uh, you know, like a, a tweet meme button that then became like the official Twitter button that would show how many shares a story had. And within a few seconds of us sharing a story out on our main account, it would have, you know, 40, 50, maybe 100, you know, shares or, or retweets just like almost instantly. And the reason that happened was because there were going way back, there were people who would just set up their you know, certain like, uh, you know, kind of proto bots, uh, they weren't networks, bots per se. Yeah. Exa exactly. To, to just go ahead and automatically reshare and retweet anything that we had. And like, that was just, this wasn't anything that like, I don't, I don't think it was anything that Pete like engineered specifically. I don't think he obviously told people to stop, but I don't <laughs> think it was anything that he like purposefully like wanted people to do, but it was just something that continued. And it got to the point that, as the site changed and shifted its direction uh, a number of times while I was there, that was still something that happened. And I would have to kind of explain to people who didn't have like the, the background. I didn't remember. Cause like, I remembered when, you know, Mashable started, I didn't work there, but I remembered when it started and I would have to kind of explain. I was like, no, there's this whole network of <laughs> just non-existent people who will automatically reshare and retweet stuff. And that's how we can get this volume. And, Certainly, it helped us uh, 
with certain things like we would be part of the, the trending hierarchy, so to speak, you know, versus other things, just because the number of people who would be, you know, giving our stuff lift versus maybe someone else. Then BuzzFeed kicked our ass on every single level. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, which uh, <laughs> game, rep- look, look, game, game respects game, right? I'm not, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to, I'm not mad at it, but uh, they, they dominated Facebook in a way that we never did. And um, they nominated like the, the way that they would do sponsored kind of content in a way that we never did. And they, they just saw it. And they also just had more money and, and raised money earlier. And yeah, they, they just kicked our ass. Frankly, they were just better, but there was like, there was still like a, a, a old vestige it's gone now of like you know people who would automatically retweet mashable stuff like regardless of what it was and you could always tell because they would they would use like hashtags for some of the various tags and the posts yeah. and stuff i was like oh i see how this has been set up i you got know, it would always be one of those things i got at mentioned in one of those you know like these sites that write stupid wordpress articles and then promote the hell out of them on social media Yes. I got at mentioned in one of those like a couple years ago and I still get flooded with their bot retweets. It's annoying. <gasps> By the way, I found this uh this bot sentinel is the Twitter account I follow. Oh, uh, nice. It's at bot sentinel and uh it it basically just keeps track of all the bots and and how they affect trending traffic. So, if you're curious, it's a fun fun account to follow. Hell yeah. Speaking of bots, seems like a health corner. God, I'm good at transitions. Segways are yeah. kind of, uh, I would say, I don't want to, uh, hero might be a strong word, but um, <laughs> I'm missing yoga to record this this morning. I skip wow. yoga. And the thing with indoor classes right now is they're very space limited. So when I skip, it actually means that someone else can go. There's like a waiting list to get into these classes. And I go for free because I live with the yoga instructor. Um, right. But she uses me as a foil. I sit in the front row right in front of her, meaning any spit <laughs> and and her breathing while she's teaching class, I absorb, which is fine because we, you know, uh, isolate together. Um, but when I'm gone, that means that someone, if someone wants to take my spot, they have to risk that added risk of being in front of someone who is, you know, breathing heavier than usual and, and deeper. And anyway, I, I, it's a mixed, it's a mixed bag is what I'm saying. Well, I thank you for your sacrifice, and uh, I, I, I thank your your partner for her sacrifice, and also, you know, the person who's getting to go to yoga today, which is great for them, but also, uh, guess they didn't know what they were getting in for. They're like, well, the good news is you get to go to yoga. The bad news is you uh, you'll be closer than maybe normal to the instructor. So See, the thing is, though, um, like. L works for um, a home and community options, and she works with uh, developmentally challenged and uh, <clears throat> by nature a very vulnerable crowd. So yeah. her daily, she she's out working, but she wears a mask and a face shield, and they avoid contact between the employees. They don't they can't take breaks at the same time. There's like all these protocols in place, so. As far as yoga teachers go, she's probably one of the safest you could have breathing on you. Well, that's good. But weirdly, they don't let us bring blocks. We can bring our own mats, but we can't bring blocks. This is a studio rule that we are we are protesting. This should be overturned. Like, what's the difference? If you bring a block and you're the only person who touches it and the block leaves with you, how is that increasing the risk of infection? You tell, I have me, no tell idea. me this. How is that? It's just not fair. No, I mean, honestly, I would think that a mat would be more right. susceptible to, totally. you know. your face be, is going to be on it the whole time. Well, your face is going to be on it, but also, like, you don't have any, like, like if you're bringing your own mat, then you don't know where it's been before. You don't know, you know, how often it's been, like, cleaned or, or disinfected or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I if do. other people come in contact with a mat. I mean, you do, but, like, the other people in the studio don't. It's, yeah, 
I mean, it, it would be the same as a block, though. I mean, well, except this is not, my point. You're not generally breathing on a block is to me the difference. Well, right. No, but this is my point. Like, I'm not understanding, like, the difference here because in either case, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I feel like you should yeah. do – make it consistent. If you're going to block the blocks, then block the mats. So next health corner topic. Yes. I – so I stabled out on my, like, bipolar swings, and I've actually mm-hmm. been stable for longer than uh, than my stable periods have lasted over the last few months. So – Fingers crossed, doing well there. But I've realized I I when I'm stable is when I realize how ADHD I am. Like you don't think about it when you're manic or super depressed. But when, right. when you hit that stable point and realize you still can't get work done, it becomes very apparent that you are uh you are you're also ADHD. Dual diagnoses are fun. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No, that's a similar thing with me, although I don't obviously don't have like the mania swings, but there are times where I'm like, oh, yeah, the ADHD is really bad right now. Hmm. Should I ask? Okay. Should I ask to try Dexedrine? I've never taken Dexedrine. Um, okay. So if you've had Vivance, it is Vivance, but without whatever the module is that they give Vivance so that you can't snort it. Uh- so, but here's the weird thing. I've tried Vyvanse. I've tried it twice and maybe three times. And each time I've tried it, I've had like a bad reaction. It just has not worked for me. It's just been this weird thing, whereas Dexedrine does. Um, But I don't know if there is anything... I mean, I think that's just a weird thing with my body. Um, and and it's it's the sort of thing where it's been the same reaction each time. And I've done it over the course of years. And, and it's one of those things where I think the second time, like I'd even forgotten what the the reason I, I hadn't gone on it the first time. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Now I remember. Um, New Vigil is the same way. There's just like a weird uh, a thing that it does that Pro Vigil didn't do. I don't know. Um, Dexedrine is good and if you can get access to it it's great but it's not demonstrably different than uh, Adderall I don't think and and it's it's just you know Vyvanse that could be theoretically abused <laughs> I've never that's used that's not my what, goal I've just found that, uh, that Vyvanse, oh I know Vyvanse has always been because <clears throat> because my paperwork says that I've had problems with addiction in the past it's easier for me to get drugs that are uh, abuse resistant uh, right. people are more likely to give them to me but <clears throat> it's been 20 years since I was hooked on anything um, and and I think they're they're forgiving enough they let me try um, Concerta for a while yeah I was gonna ask I was I, I've never done Concerta I think uh, I think Grant did but I've never done Concerta I've actually other than my four ways with, with, with Vyvanse a few times, I've just always been on Dexedrine. So, but it's been, for me, it's just been one of those things. I'm like, well, this works well enough, uh, you know, and, and I have like, my, my shrink has told me, I think that we're going to talk like next time we, we talk, we might look at some other options, but in general, I've, it's been one of those things where I've just kind of been like, well, don't rock the boat, yeah. you know, like if it works, it works. That said, there are still times, it's not like it's perfect. There are still times when I'm like, wholly feeling ADHD <laughs> yeah. even without even taking the medicine but it, yeah. it obviously is is significantly better than when I'm not on it oh so. for sure yeah no I, I I I can still get I can still get myself to focus when I have the Vyvanse in a way that I definitely cannot without it so um it's yeah. better better than nothing have you tried Nova yet I have. I was part of the beta and then I bought it to support um, uh, Panic because I love Panic. Um, I like that it's a native editor. Did we talk about this? Because I remember we, we went t- off on a we went off I, on we a, talked about a, it a little uh, visual code tangent. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit. And I and I at that point I don't know if you had used it. I or still not. haven't. So I'm I'm still curious still if it's worth me trying out. I mean, I think you should try it. It's pretty, I don't know. My, my issue with it right now, there are a couple of things. One, the, you know, the extension um, library is just, it's, it's, it's just not it's there. It's in its infancy. It's definitely it's in its infancy. And the thing is, is that I think that they could do certain things that would potentially, like if they would do a thing that would like, if they would create like a, a way to easily convert a, a, a 
VS Code extension into a Nova extension. I'm not saying open VS Code extensions like that would be ideal, but I don't think that they would want to go to that model. Then that would probably help at least you know, the process of porting over some of those things, especially extensions that are are, are open sourced and, and are licensed under, you know, the GPL or, or yeah. uh, you know, another, um, you know, uh, copyleft license that would allow that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, I think the issue is, is that it's just like, you're so behind and that's okay. There is a marked two extension that someone wrote for. Yeah, I just saw guy just, just contacted added. me last night about that. Which is cool. And there are some, you know, language things like I have some stuff that's installed. Um, I have um, a, a prettier. I have, you know, a Go extension, a dot ENV extension, one for Docker files, uh, one for TypeScript, one for view. Um, you know, a lot of your stuff is there, but some of the, the other things that you're going to do just aren't. I will say one of the things that's frustrating to me is that the process of getting it to like load from your profile is more complex than it should be in terms of your your different settings and whatnot for your terminal stuff like i i understand why they have that set the way that they do but it's um i don't know it's 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 more complicated than perhaps it should be um in terms of getting like your 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 shell kind of customized yeah um but um i'll just say yeah I don't trust pretty text editors that's like the one thing i don't need a text editor to be is pretty and uh, so when I first started using TextMate, the first time I opened it up, I didn't know what to do with it because I was used to pretty text editors. And once I got totally into TextMate, ever since then, I kind of expect the TextMate aesthetic from yeah. whatever I'm working in, which is why Sublime Text and I get along so well. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I think that, I mean, that's one of the interesting things about VS Code that was really smart is that they did actually make it easy, at least for themes and for some other stuff. Like they actually had like, um, I, so I think it's a, uh, it might have been a node thing, but it was might have been Python, I don't remember what, but there's like a way, where, a conversion process where you could convert like a TextMate extension or like a bundle into a VS Code uh, extension because I did that a couple of times with some things yeah. early on with my, my VS Code stuff and and uh, you know they accepted you know the the TextMate themes you know made it, mm-hmm. made it easy to convert those over and whatnot and kind of you know used a lot of those formats which I thought was smart because I was like yeah go go with what exists for the community you know because Sublime had adopted that as well so obviously like what the how the code extensions now work is different but like the process of bringing your old stuff over was pretty good um and um a lot of people really liked adam um i thought adam was pretty but it i never was really a a big fan of it to be honest whereas whereas vs code i I do really enjoy you know and now that's just kind of my 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 default that i use for everything and part of that is also because i can do stuff for work with visual studio code that i wouldn't be able to do for Nova without a tremendous amount of work and it wouldn't work the same way. Um, same thing even for Sublime, you know, there's just stuff that, uh, you know, the Azure plugins and, and the way that some of the remote stuff works and the way that I can just access some of my yeah. various resources and create things is just awesome. And I wouldn't be able to do that without a lot more dedicated work. Yeah. Code is the first electron style app that I've ever uh, seriously considered. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think that I we've talked about this before many, many times over the years, but that team has worked really hard. Like, it's not perfect, of course, but I think that they've done as much as they can as anything else to make it as native life of an experience as possible. I mean, and, and, in, and in fairness, you know, um, Sublime isn't native either. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's not a native Mac app. It still the, works the, the with all way. my system services and everything, though. Yeah, totally, totally. And I mean, and that's something that obviously is going to be not something you can, uh, although you can do, you can do um, services with code. Can you? Um, yeah. That would, that, that, that's a selling point for me. Yeah, you can do services there. And they've actually recently just updated the, the, the settings menu to be even more accessible for stuff. What is nice about it, which you would appreciate, is obviously they've made it pretty now. But if you want to edit your settings, you can actually just edit a JSON file. Or you can go through, you know, yeah. the 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 GUI sort of interface, which I, which is nice. I like codes GUI. I like the way that you can edit a JSON file and like you can load up the 
uh, default settings and then just click a little icon and it copies the default setting into your custom yep. files so there you can you can edit it then that's yep. super handy um anyway so you're you, you still haven't joined the discord i'll do it this week i promise i'm sorry here's a, been... here's an example of what you're missing um haroldina harold chris harold posted these um fast food keycaps and I'm, I'm looking at this it's amazing yeah so There'll be a link in the show notes for anyone who's not deigned the Discord uh, worthy of their time yet. But it is a keycap set that is a 3D food court, basically. The space mm -hmm. bar is like a six-foot Subway sandwich. Yeah. And there's like a Big Mac and, a, and fries and tacos and pizza. It is completely Milk. unusable. Completely. There's like an Altoids tin uh, for, for one of the modifier keys. <laughs> I mean, it is it is fantastic. There's one. I don't even know what it is. It looks like it's like an open styrofoam box of some sort. Yeah, this is completely unusable, but it is beautiful. Well, there is a video underneath it of uh, it's it, here's a typing test of the food keyboard. <laughs> and you can see the person who made it, too. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, good for her. Like this, this person, this, this uh, tiny keycap maker person <laughs> who I'm now going to follow on Twitter because this is just I, I'm just a big fan of this. Um, and then, yeah, I, I love that she had I love that she had to add this as like a caveat. A couple things. It's an art project, not a board to type <laughs> on regularly. I mean, you can, but it's hard. You know, highest I hit was around 50 words per minute, which <laughs> That's way faster than I ever right. would have anticipated on right. this. And she was like, this took me almost an entire year. You know, suggestions came from TikTok comments. And lastly, you know, she puts in some of her other things. But the fact that she had to put that caveat there, <laughs> all the, I, I just can't, I, I, this poor girl who, you know, TikTok, she must have had so much encouragement and people like being really excited. And then on Twitter, you know, you know that it was like the, well, actually nerds, like, and they're all men, they're always <laughs> men who were like, mansplaining to her how this was bad and how this thing shouldn't be a thing and it's like bitch this is an art project she knows <laughs> shut up you can't build this you can't do this shut up like you don't need to tell her this like um yeah i i, I got and, and and the person meant well but i i was i made some sort of kind of like joke about something um last week and I was I yeah I I was making a joke about something and I I was referring to sequel colloquially the way that one should and they were like well actually you know sequels the language and what you're referring to is like a you know RD um, you know uh, um, a BS and I'm like seriously I'm aware don't like explain this to me this is a joke and like somebody's jumping into my DMs to explain like shit to me that I'm like oh my god there is. Do, uh... do, do you, do you really need to do this? There's, do you really need to? There's a female developer, and I'm forgetting the Twitter account now, but at one point she posted the a joke that and per, most of her tweets are like developer jokes, but she posted this one. It was an image of a, a very long if-then-else statement uh, for determining if a number was even or odd. So it would be like, if, if number equals two. Else if number equals three, else if no. <laughs> and she posted it and clearly a joke, but right. it was probably a year ago she posted it. And just last week, she's like, I still get people sliding into my DMs <laughs> to explain like mod module operators and whatnot to me. Modulus. And you're and you're like, she's like, right, like that was why it was funny, <laughs> that this this was why I did this because it was funny. Um, I know you feel like you're being helpful, but you're also being obtuse. Well, that's exactly it. It's like the thing is, is like I know the person like who who you know slid into my DMs and and was you know explaining something to me that did not need explaining. I was like, I I I aware that this is someone who is is trying to be nice and I'm, I'm not going to come down too hard on this i know that the intent is good but at the same time it's the most eye-rolling thing that said there have been a couple of times where someone someone has like slid in and they've been like so you use this word incorrectly and <laughs> i'm actually completely fine with that because if i did use it incorrectly and if i didn't know especially if it's one of those like weird grammar things because i'm usually really good with the grammar and the vocab but if i'm 
wrong on it. Like, I want to know, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset to be corrected if I'm wrong or, or, and I'm actually very happy to have people like teach me new things. What bothers me is when something is clearly a joke and then someone's like, can't grasp the concept of humor or I've had, it sounds like not to the extent that, that, that um, this, this girl did, but I have definitely had, um, you know, instances where people take great lengths to explain my own joke to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, yeah, I, I, I know it was really clever, wasn't it? You've spent all this time deconstructing this, but um, that's, that's why I wrote what I wrote. Anyway, it's just, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I had a thought and then I lost it. Oh, well. Those are the kinds of things that I don't even need to say out loud. I could just move on to the next thing. We have a we have a list for this. We do have a whole list. Um, yeah. So Casey Nightfang's keep um, a keyboard. Also, uh, also from the Discord. The Discord. I was gonna say. Now this is awesome. This looks entirely I, usable, and I didn't. It, it's this. It's an ergonomic keyboard. I'm not sure exactly what the layout uh, is, but yeah. Uh, it other than being Dvorak. Um, it has these knobs on it, and I had never seen these knobs before. Same that this this is what I'm this is what I'm curious about. So like I'm like, if what you are these go to uh, the next link on the list, uh, which is kind of an introduction to QMK, which is the kind of OS that runs something like the Ergodox keyboard, and you scroll gotcha. down about halfway, you'll see a, a section called Rotary Encoders, and it's a knob that you can both twist and push. So it can function as like a, a key press, or you can use it to do things like navigate your cursor through text or See? scroll your screen or whatever you need. Oh, okay. This is awesome. And actually, this is hilarious because, okay, this 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 asshole, this just utter like idiot wrote a really, really, really bad tweet. Uh, I think it was last week that everybody kind of like railed him for where he was like, real developers, oh. you know, um, <laughs> don't use a mouse. <laughs> And, 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 and if you do, you're never going to be a senior. And it was one of those things where everybody just, just dragged him um, to eternity. And, and I was like, uh, you know, real developers don't use QWERTY. I was like, you know, like, um, <laughs> um, you know, uh, Coders Dvorak or whatever, or, or, or uh, get the fuck out. Like people were just dragging him. But looking at something like this, I'm like, oh, yeah, see, this, this, this would be what real developers would, would use, your rotary encoder, because you could use the wheel to scroll through your menu options so that you could, um, you could, you could use just the keyboard and not the mouse, but still be lead enough to, to actually one day become a senior. Well, so people, people who are anti-mouse are like almost this. always Vim people. And yeah. Vim people don't accept pretty much anything other than Vim. Like nothing is right. valid except well, and, for and Vim. The, well, that, that's the funny thing about this guy. He's a JavaScript developer, so he's not a, it, he's not a Vim. Like he, he brags about like being like top whatever percent on like Stack Overflow. It's like, <laughs> okay, um, you know, weird flex, but okay. Um, <laughs> and just, you, you, you can tell from his other things, like not a Vim person, like not, not even, like probably couldn't even tell you the origins of, 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 you know, VI, right? Like wouldn't, wouldn't even know where to start. Like doesn't even know, which is, you know, being elitist and, um, like, you know, just like what's a gatekeeping for, for no purpose. And yeah, I like, there are plenty of people who I'm sure like detest having a mouse of any sort or menus and that is fine. And but I think that like most Vim people that I know anyway, there are some of them who are really outspoken about this is the only true way to operate. But I most people I know like that are never going to tell other people if you don't do things the way I do it, you're not a real anything. They have you know, a, a it's certain just like, amount of shame. <laughs> yeah, I mean now 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 Emacs people are different, right? Like Emacs people are are. Um, this is where people are. Their audience is just going to turn on me. Shout out to Erica Sadoon. Shout out to Erica Sadoon. She's awesome. She's like the one nice Emacs person I know. <laughs> uh, because because most people like who if, if they use org mode, like they will never shut the fuck up about the fact <laughs> they use org mode. And I look, I've I've tried to kind of get into that. I've watched so many videos and like there are interesting things about that to me. And then I just this is where my ADHD breaks in. And I'm just like, you know what? I have better things to do. 
Also, I, I enjoy a good GUI. Also, the mouse predates text editors. So shut the fuck up. Um, you know, like, like, honestly, like Douglas Inglebright, like called and like told you to go to hell. But I'm completely fine for people who want to just use the keyboard for everything. Like, that's fine. And actually, I think this rotary encoder thing is pretty awesome because it could allow you to tab through stuff. I'm just looking through this, well, you know, scroll you through windows, the, select results. What, what did they call the little red button on a think book? The J, yeah. J button or whatever? Uh, yeah, the, the nipple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be the uh, the colloquial term for it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like that, nub that or whatever. always made sense to me, like a little track pointer. Well, and yeah. so on my ultimate hacking keyboard, for years now they have promised these thumb modules. There are little... Um, pin attachments next to the the thumb keys on the split keyboard that will eventually be for uh, things like thumb trackpads and mm -hmm. uh, track wheels and uh, extra key clusters. And I am looking forward to this because honestly, once I'm on my keyboard in a text editor, I do generally avoid taking my hands off to go to the mouse. Totally. So I kind of totally. get where this guy was coming from. I'm not pretentious about it, though. For me, it's a well, that's constant the thing. challenge. Well, right. And the thing is, is that most people are going to be like that. I'm the, I'm the same way. Like once I'm kind of in like my mode, like I would prefer to just stay on the keyboard, which is why keyboard shortcuts exist right. for almost every program. But to try to kind of imply like if, if you ever use a mouse, you're not really whatever. It's like, dude, seriously, like go fuck yourself i've always like, wondered what the difference between a senior and a junior developer really was turns out it's your mouse yeah it's your, it's your mouse and uh and uh it's uh yeah <laughs> yeah um, it, and it's the fact that like i, I don't know if you, have, if you have to if you have to like tell people like these are the things you'll do or you'll never be a senior chances are you're not a senior yourself just saying like um but yeah i mean fuck that guy but uh this this uh, Dvorak keyboard, which God you know scares me. I, I but I like the placement of these um, rotary um, encoders. Yeah, actually. I was trying to figure out if I would like I would have instinctively put them closer to my thumbs. Same, but I kind of like where they are when I'm kind of thinking about it. Yeah, I'll take I'll 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 take that. If you if you agree with it. I'm just trying to figure out. So it's a pinky. I don't know. I mean, hon honestly, really, right? Like, yes, it's a pinky key. Well, well, I mean, honestly, because and I, I haven't typed on Dvorak in so many years because I just I, I can't do it. Um, I mean, I could, but here's the problem. Again, the ADHD, but also it's like, all right, the time that it would take for me to have to like retrain myself learning curve from my right and and it's just like okay how much are you going to lose from productivity and other stuff and then it's just if you use anybody else's machine which <laughs> totally. in old days i do like it'd be a nightmare like it was bad enough when i was doing stuff um for um uh, microsoft ignite the tour we would go to other we would go to certain countries and we ran into this a couple times where i would be using a foreign keyboard but it wouldn't be set, you know, to the English, you know, default to be using whatever its thing was. And then I'm trying to from like, because I'm a touch typist, you know, navigate in VS Code with this keyboard, you know, um, on a Mac. And all of a sudden, like my my keys are not in the right places and, and certain things like like certain like 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 where the where the tilde is and, and where even like certain letters are would be like slightly off. And I'm like, um, well, then this is a problem like we would figure it out in, in rehearsals and and after we figured it out because it wasn't just me other people had issues with it too like we had to like make it a thing where like we had to travel with a u.s keyboard because you couldn't always you know buy them in um uh th those places we couldn't always source them and then that but that like actually gave me a lot of empathy for people who are from you know certain countries in europe who come over to the u.s and buy stuff and they're like why the hell is my keyboard not correct yeah. and I'm like yeah good good call I right and that's and that's when it's just a couple of keys so to to have to take it to the next level of being like fundamentally different um i don't know so looking at this i'm with you i think that i would want them where my thumbs would be but I could also see this being something where maybe for this person's use cases, maybe it works. I would probably though put it like where the arrow keys are on, on this um, kind of setup. 
um, like uh, uh, like the or, or the you know interkeys or, yeah. or whatever the case is, like the, the inter, you know the the uh, exactly where your thumbs would be. That's where I would do it on the lower thing. We'll uh, um, we'll ask Casey Nightfang to defend the decisions in Discord after this episode comes out. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll ask we'll ask for their defense. Um, I will say though that I, I definitely prefer them to be on the bottom row than on the the QMK yeah. guide. They have them at the top. That's weird to me. Like. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can see why you would have it there if you were going to have it like as a volume knob or something else. But to me, like if I'm going to have to take my hands off or, or do a certain motion where I'd have to use more than my thumb and actually use my fingers to twist, then at that point, I might as well use like a mouse. Wait, um, you know what? I get it. Like I'm, I'm I have my hands on my keyboard right now and I'm imagining mm-hmm. like. I might there in, on this keyboard. Anyone who has you'll have to go look at the picture. But there's a the thumb cluster is complex enough that adding another key to that would be uh, yeah uh, non ergonomic and I'm I'm on my keyboard if I yeah. move my pinkies down I totally have the dexterity there to scroll that's it's actually a perfect placement I'm sorry I ever denigrated this this placement yeah no honestly that does make sense I, now that I'm thinking about it the same way um. Because I don't have a split keyboard, but I'm I'm thinking about like when I have you, yeah, um, yeah, that's a good call I because had, I had this humiliating experience once. Um, I had traveled for AOL. I had traveled to San Francisco, and I was with uh, a new team, and they were kind of we were feeling each other out as far as like, are they any good at this? And they asked me it wasn't a test. It was just one of those things where I needed to make a change to a module and they were watching and I felt like they, oh, were, they were kind of testing, testing me out. And yeah, I was sitting down at a, a keyboard that wasn't customized the way mine is customized. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using Vim completely not set up the way that I had mine all tweaked to set up. So I'm yep. hitting, first of all, like I use caps lock as escape. So right. everything I do, I'm so hitting you're, the you're wrong screwing key. everything up. Yep. And then all of my leader shortcuts were wrong. And I was, I just felt like a buffoon. And I kept explaining, oh, I'm just not used to these, this keyboards. And I felt like I was making excuses. And ultimately it led to me quitting my job there. No, that's not why, but... <laughs> No, that would be a dumb reason to quit. Cause I think we've all <laughs> run into that. Um, cause actually, cause I've run into that too, where I have to use somebody else's machine. I actually ran into an instance once I would have a bunch of customized shortcuts, uh, a bunch, of, a bunch of, you know, macros and stuff built in for demos and just things to speed things up. And I had a laptop break on me before a session and before a, a talk. And so I had to use another machine and all of my shortcuts aren't there. All of my macros aren't there. You know, all of my customizations are gone. Like my dot files aren't aren't there. Like I don't have, you know, my, you know what I mean? Like everything was off. And, and it was one of those things where, again, like and I'm now doing this live in front of like 4000 people. I'm like, God damn it. I, they are going to think I'm the biggest idiot. And I don't know how to how to type or, or use my tools. And it's like, no, I know what I'm doing. The problem <laughs> is everything that I've ever had customized is gone. And I'm now having to recreate this in a way that I, I haven't. And, and, you know, if there are certain demos, if you do them enough times, you get them down pat to a point, you know, you have it timed to a certain way. Um, and it was after that incident, actually, that, uh, what I started doing was recording a customized and because this is how extra I am. We would encourage people to like just have a a, a recorded copy of, of, of the demo so if mm-hmm. there was an internet connection or something you could talk through it. My thing though was that if I did that, people would notice that the time was off or the date was off or that the other <laughs> things were wrong. So I would do a separate one for each and every city I was in <laughs> to be custom to that specific market and area so that it would like not be a weird what, thing because I didn't want it to be. What you, you want know. to do is use like a macro recorder. Something mm-hmm. that can record your mouse clicks and your keystrokes and then just have it run live and pretend to type while you're doing it. But See, that would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> can no, you, that, that would be great. Can you imagine getting good at Casey Nightfang's keyboard and then having to sit down at someone else's regular QWERTY See, keyboard? See, that that is actually my idea of hell. It would be to, this is why I could never have Casey uh, Nightfang's keyboard because... 
Casey Knifing, I, I, we would love to hear from you. We will talk about this in the Discord. You don't need to defend yourself because we've both agreed that the way that you had we've your come around, rotary, yes. not we, we, we are, we are in full support of this. But what I would love to hear from you is, are you able to use any other keyboard whatsoever at all? <laughs> like, because that would be my biggest fear. Would be like. I honestly think this is the reason why I haven't, I mean, I, I've done like the hacking thing where like I built a keyboard, but like it's the standard QWERTY kind of style. Like is this is the standard like Mac, you know, layout. Um, Cause it's, it's problematic enough for me when I switch to a windows machine and I have, there's a, a program called auto hotkey that I have mm -hmm. set up to remap where certain keys are so that I don't have to, uh, my muscle memory is good enough for, for control that I usually am like instinctive based on what operating system I'm in. I can like, if I'm in Linux or windows, then like I know where control is versus, you know, on, um, uh, you know, uh, command on, on Mac. Like, so I'm usually like my muscle memory is usually contextually good enough that way, but there are other things that are different enough that it's like, I, I do have auto, uh, auto hotkey scripts to remap things so that they're consistent. And, Again, this is one of those things where if I use someone else's machine, I'm like completely lost. And that's for something minor. So I, I'd be very curious to know, uh, you know, Casey Knifing can use anyone else's like keyboard whatsoever. Or if it's just like, do you, I don't know. I would probably just, I would probably just travel with it. Or, I mean, it's so beautiful. I don't know if I'd travel with that exact one, but I would travel with some sort of, you know, Dvorak like customized thing so dear listeners if you would like to uh to weigh in on this debate and tell us yeah. about your crazy keyboard come join us in discord link in the show notes i'm gonna make a hard pivot and mm -hmm. this is gonna be awesome because i'm gonna hit politics and taylor swift at the same time <gasps> i love this so much yep so uh taylor swift for her first ever political endorsement has endorsed joe biden received personal thank yous from both Kamala and Joe Biden, and uh, she baked cookies. She did, and they look great. They look great. And, and this is her first presidential endorsement. Oh, she sure, did sure. actually. No, 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 because it was a big deal when she came out against uh, the, the person who was running against uh, Marsha Blackburn. Um, yeah, I vaguely recall this. You, um, you haven't seen her documentary yet, no. so you, which you still need to watch. So this was actually a really important and pivotal part of her documentary where she got in like a fight with her father and like one of her business managers who were basically telling her not to be political and to like not talk about her things. And she's like basically in tears talking about all the horrible things that Marsha Blackburn does. And she was like, I can't not say anything. And, and I've, I've, you know, haven't said things before. And, you know, like, I, I can't not say anything. And that didn't work. Um, uh, Marsha Blackburn was still reelected, although there was something like a record number of people registered to vote after she tweeted something. This was two years ago. But this is the first time she's, um, uh, you know, come out like for a for a presidential candidate. And uh, yeah, she baked cookies and, and Kamala and Joe both thanked her. Whoever runs uh, the Biden Twitter account, uh, one of his, you know, campaign people is clearly a Swifty because they were they were saying they were like quoting song lyrics in a very <laughs> fun way, which which I appreciated. So, yeah, that's a that's a that's a fun, heartwarming story. I mean, if, uh, if, yeah. if you like Biden, it's a heartwarming story. Otherwise, you might be really angry at Taylor Swift now. Actually, that was the funny thing is that when, when Trump was like kind of asked about it, he was like, well, I like her about 20 percent less now or whatnot. <laughs> but actually, the best part was is that she like when she posted this thing on Instagram, she was very, very nervous. Like her her publicist is like talking her through. She's like, OK, well, here are all the things that can happen. And he was like, you know, Trump could go after you. And she just instantly is like, fuck that. I don't care. And 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 says fuck, which, you know, now we've heard her say on her <laughs> album, but what we hadn't like this is what was great about the documentary. It's like Taylor Swift curses, which is great. But just like the instinctiveness in which she was like, I don't give a shit like I was was very because um, I love her so much. And I was like, see, see, I've had to put up with so much over the years, you know, including this podcast where 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 my we 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 are kind of mockingly a Taylor Swift podcast. Um, and, uh, and I'm like, see, I, I feel good about, about the decisions of the people that I choose to worship, um, you know, as if they were demigods. So speaking of Trump, boom, perfect segue, perfect segue, perfect segue. Um, the times reported that Trump had asked at one point to 
have a Superman t-shirt on underneath yes. his dress shirt so that when he came out, he could pretend to be frail and then suddenly rip open his shirt and be Superman. And honestly, honestly, if he had done this, I might have respected him just a little bit more. Yeah, he wanted to do like a Willy Wonka thing where where he seemed frail and then just was like, you know, but ta-da. Because um, it, w- it would have been the Superman logo would have yeah. made it. A, he would have been poking a certain amount of fun at himself. And I, that humanizes him just a little bit to me. Maybe I would have seen it as just uh, a brazen, self-aggrandizing gesture. But it's also pretty funny. I, I mean, it'd be laughed. really. I mean, I would have laughed. Here's the thing: I'm still not sure, having like read that, if he actually was poking fun at himself, or if he thought that that would be something that he could really pull <laughs> off. Uh, you know, uh, all, that said, I, I do have. Uh, although, I'm, okay, I hate to give him any credit for this. I do think that he probably has more of a sense of humor about himself than. Um, I mean, there are certain things he cannot laugh at himself about, like he's just absolutely cannot go there. But there are certain things where he can kind of make fun of himself about a little bit. And unfortunately, that's probably why so many people were initially attracted to him, because there is something humanizing about that. Like, uh, it was very upsetting to see him talk talk to his favorite people in the world, the seniors, and tell them not to be afraid of COVID. Right. And it's like, no, be afraid. But there was the moment he was like, I don't know if you know this. I'm technically a senior. Don't tell anyone or whatever. <laughs> and and I was like, okay, that's... Well, and he came th- out... That's kind of funny. Those videos he shot from the lawn after he got out of the hospital. And yeah. he starts out with, hey, it's me, your favorite president. I feel yes. like he knew... I feel like he was speaking to the haters at that point. Completely, completely. And I have to say, see, here's the thing. If he weren't such a piece of shit and if he weren't so megalomaniacal and such a narcissist, like if he weren't such a narcissist, those are the things that honestly, it's pretty funny. And I would never vote for the guy, but you could understand like why, like he, he probably like have a lot more support in a certain sense. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, like Obama had a sense of humor. Obama had a self-deprecating sense of humor. He understood, uh, how, how people saw him across the spectrum. uh, Totally. I mean, Bill Clinton did too. Bill Clinton did too. You know, like Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton made fun of himself with the cheeseburgers and really played up his silliness, frankly, because it's like the guy's from Arkansas, but like he, you know, went to really prestigious universities, graduated at the top of his class, smart motherfucker. Right. But like would definitely play up the whole hillbilly aspect. (laughs) Um, Hillary, obviously no sense of humor. Um, She wasn't uh, allowed to like she would make, she would make jabs. She would say witty things, but they would be taken because she was a woman. They would be taken well, and, uh, as it, way more vitriolic than they should have been. Uh, agreed. Well, agreed. Well, because she's a woman and also just because of her own kind of Hillary-ness, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, like I, look, I supported her actually like like both times. Like, I um, I mean, I voted for Obama and I was happy to, but but I initially in, in that era, like, I actually supported um, Hillary more. Um, and not because I didn't like Obama, but because, like, my fear was I was like, um, he's going to get railroaded and she'll actually, like go to war with people uh and 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 drive stuff home but the 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 thing is is that it's like she does have moments of humor and and you can see her wit on twitter she's very witty but she's not funny and she's not self-deprecating and and that's okay like that's completely okay but like she doesn't have that part of her which is completely fine but like obama did uh you know uh clinton did um biden does to a to a certain extent um, the fear with him is that if he's too self-deprecating, then that r- rails up against the whole like senile thing. Yeah, for sure. So like he really yeah. kind of can't he, be at this point. He doesn't point. have that leeway, no. No, he, but he used to, right? Yeah. Like he used to, but now he doesn't. Um, and and uh, you know, and so, but yeah, but but Trump, I had to kind of, I even kind of thought I was like, this is this is sort of funny. Um, I mean, you know, it's nightmarish, but also, I don't know. We're at that this place. There have been so many terrible things that have happened this year. That there's almost like at a certain point, like I just feel like I'm kind of outside my body watching everything that's happening. And I just have to kind of take like 
I have to just laugh macabrely at everything that's happening because I'm like, this is really fucked up. This this entire year, like everything that's happening globally is just so terrible that there's a certain amount of humor in it. Like there just is because. Yeah, I, except we're at a terrifying it, precipice with a nation completely. on the verge of violence and a stolen election and things are Agreed. really scary. So. Yeah, agreed. You, which is you why, have which to is laugh why, you, or you have to yes. go out and organize. I guess, fight right? Back. I mean, and it, it completely. I mean, and and like you know, uh, I and I'm and, and but yeah, at a certain point, like there are things like just for my own sanity, it's like I have to like find like the the dark the gallows humor in it all because yeah. it's like you know it's kind of like a you know. Um, doctors have really six senses of humor certain lawyers do too and it's just because they see like really terrible things all the time and you know like cops for that matter as well like people who see really terrible traumatic things all the time typically deal with it by having really really um like six senses of humor but you get it right because at a certain point like that's all you can do there's the cutest um, little mouse in my office and he's looking right at me and Oh. Oh my God! I can't. Oh shit! They're so cute. I hate. I. 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 I wish I was better. But they're at vermin. Them. Yeah. I mean, like I. I like they're, they're, they're the are. There are the traps. Sleeping like six feet away. You're like, yeah. come on, come on, cat. You know, uh, do you? Uh, does, does your cat like kill the mice or He's, just like my chase? cat is 17 years old now. He rarely deigns to uh, to chase a mouse anymore. Fair enough. He'll Fair meow enough. No, loudly I, at them. I, I just didn't know, like, the, like even historically. Cause oh, yeah. He used to be quite the killer. He would bring me mice all the time. Yeah, we had um our, our, our Doberman Shadow. She would be so proud. She would, like, catch, like, a squirrel or something, you know, like, in, in the backyard. And she would be so proud. And we were like, Shadow, what are you no don't don't you know but, but like what are you gonna do like the dog is like is like i've done my job and my uh, um my pitbull used to she would go nuts for this is when she was alive of course but uh she would yeah. go nuts for this uh chipmunk that was this always was Emma, in, right yeah and th- she would she would go outside and she would see this chipmunk every time and she would chase it and i always worried what would happen if she caught it and then one day she cornered it and <laughs> Through a play bow, like she wanted to play with the, the chipmunk. <laughs> it was adorable. That see, okay, see, that's awesome. I love that. That's actually my favorite thing. Like, is that she spends all this time? It's like, hey, what a play! Yeah. And the chipmunk is just like looking at her, like, what in the hell? <laughs> see, this is where, like, if it were a Disney movie, or totally. you know, some other thing, they like they would become friends. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like, it would nope. it would totally be. I love that. Yeah, I love that. All right, so there's one topic left where we're at an hour, but I feel like I, I want to hear a, a summer, summary version of what you have to say about the UK uh, reporting of coronavirus and their use of Excel. Yeah, okay, so first of all, my, my general thesis, and I wish I could spend more time on this, um, is that the only uh, true application is Excel. Um, <laughs> I realized there were spreadsheets before Excel, although I can't actually find much precedence for a GUI spreadsheet before yeah, Excel. Yeah, my, my, my only one before Excel was like the WordStar era DOS Right. Yeah. Exactly. And well, well, okay. So Excel, okay. First there was multi-plan for Mac and that was like Microsoft's first GUI thing for Mac in like 84 or something. And then in 85 Excel for uh, came out and it was a Mac app first. It came to windows like two years later. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I joke about this, but like you can do anything in Excel. You should, there are things you should absolutely not do in Excel, but you can do anything in it. And so I, I think it's like, you know, the one true app, uh, what with this UK situation happened? Basically, not only were they using Excel as a, a, a database, and not even Excel, they were like had you know really big CSV files, and rather than using you know um, a SQLite or even just some sort of other like way to tabularly like view the the, the data, you know, they were loading it into an Excel spreadsheet, uh, presumably so they could print stuff out or whatever. But the version of Excel that they were using was like from two thousand three. 
meaning that there was like a 65,000 something like row limit. And um, the current row limit is, is a million, but you can you can use pivot tables and other stuff to actually load you know more data sure. in or whatever. But um, so because of that, like they didn't have the, the, the proper numbers, a real problem. Um, dear NHS, like, please upgrade yeah, right. first two things. Like, like, please upgrade your version of Excel. Like, I, I'm not even saying you need to go to the latest version at all, but like, could we go to 2010? Like, could we be a decade behind? Right. Like, cause, cause it's actually really painful to think about, like you are nearly two decades behind on like one of your most important applications, but also for the love of God, you can do anything with Excel, including building like people have built like full on audio editors, <laughs> like, like people have recreated GarageBand and shit, like with Excel and it works where you can even import audio, like playback stuff, like create instruments. Like it's, it's insane. Like what people can do with it. And also like the amount of, you know, free time that thank God for the internet and YouTube, man, because <laughs> I find people who are way more productive with their, uh, you know, um, ADHD than I am. But, um, for the love of God, like, well, use I a saw, database. I saw uh, a tweet that implied that they even had a more recent version of Excel, but they were using a file format that was outdated. Maybe that was the case because they were using the XLS format yeah. instead of XLSX. Exactly. And so, so yeah, which again, it's like the XLSX file format has been around since 2007. <laughs> like it's, it's at this point, you know, you can still save in the old things for compatibility reasons, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is a, maybe, maybe, maybe it should be deprecated. Like maybe you should have to install like a plugin <laughs> if you want to actually save the old version to prevent shit like this from happening. But also for the love of God, you, this is what SQLite is for. Like use a damn database. Like don't use Excel for this. You can do everything with Excel. That doesn't mean you should. I love Excel more than anything. Um, even though I can't use it all that well, but I just am so impressed with it. But my God, like, use a freaking database, like, for fuck's sake. I saw a tweet that had an error message, and I'm not sure if it was Windows 3.1 or 95, because it was such a weird-looking dialogue right. to me. But the, the error message on it was, could not copy files because no. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Actually, actually, one of my favorite things with this was that people were... Um, uh, I love the Microsoft Excel Twitter account. It is whatever intern or um, young person runs that account. Like, honestly, it's one of the best Twitter accounts because it's very funny. But somebody was like making fun of it. They're like, oh, well, you know, if we used Excel for this or that, you know, it would change all of all of the dates or, you know, it would, oh, it would right. turn every, everything. Whatever. And then it just responds, yeah, we got you. And like show like it's completely in on the joke. Like this is why I love the Twitter account, because the Twitter account is 100 percent in on the joke of all the reasons people like, you know, everyone loves Excel, but also everyone hates Excel. Uh, and, and the Twitter account is 100 percent in on it. And um, the Twitter account did not get involved in this particular brouhaha, understandably. But this happened like right as Excel is celebrating its 35th birthday. And people were kind of trying to drag it in certain ways. And just the the response from the, the official account, I'm always very impressed when um, when I see stuff like that, because I have no idea who runs that. But it's it's we outsource, I think, a lot of our kind of social media yeah, to that's a whole uh, job you know, now. Like, like stuff. Oh, completely. And but, but whoever whoever runs the Excel account, they don't even follow me, which is really bothersome <laughs> because I love it so much. Uh, but but the, the account's really funny. And and I kind of contend I'm like this is the only like good like brand Twitter account because it's actually funny and um, it's in on the joke a lot. But I saw yeah, I saw one where it was, quote unquote, intelligently autocompleting. And it, it was the months, and it was January, yeah. February, Marchuary. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't use Excel. I don't know how realistic this is, but it had decided to suffix uary on every month. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. Yeah, and they, they, they like, responded, like, to somebody said, this, yeah, we got you. Like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, because it's going to turn everything into a month. And they're like, yeah, we got you. And, like, showed, like, the autocomplete. And I was like, yeah. Um <laughs> Also, the fact that like they'll they'll like think oh you know, they'll make fun of like yes and we turned everything into you know all of this into into currencies or whatever you know like just so, so <laughs> yep. some of the some of the frequent things that go wrong which I just very much appreciate because uh, um, I don't know like it's it's one of those 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 apps that uh, yeah um, you can do anything with it but it's also oh, it's really fucking hard um, it's 
why when I watch people who are really good at it, it's like watching people who are really good at Photoshop or Illustrator or anything. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I, I hell yeah. I'm like, just a I dabbler. Just like it. Same. I'm just a dabbler, but but I but I respect the skill, and that's all I want to say. I respect the skill, but also, NHS, please, 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 don't don't use Excel for a CSV file. Also, like use newer formats and and just like even use Access, use use Airtable, use FileMaker, you use a database. Like, come on, it's I I, I promise you. What you're doing in Excel, the, the 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 queries there are not any harder than running a SQL query. I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> and then these things wouldn't happen. Yeah. All right. Well, shout out to the NHS. Keep up the good work. Um, all right. Well, that was a, a rapid fire episode. It was. We are, it was good stuff. We, we do well in the morning. We're like one Honestly, of those crazy do. morning shows. Like... Harry and Andy in the morning kind of things with funnier names. That, that was a that was a bad example. No, I know I know what you're saying. Actually, you know what you're not you're not wrong. I I feel like going forward we should regardless of what, what day we do this, we should just try to do these in the morning because I have a feeling this is just a better time for us for whatever reason. We'll have to try to hit Tuesday, Thursday or the weekend so I don't have to miss any more yoga for you. Uh, well, that's completely fine. That's completely fine. So yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, but yeah, I feel like this morning schedule works. Also, it's good for me because then I'm like awake and I've my voice has worked before I have to go into my next things. Despite so. not having sleep slept, you 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 do seem surprisingly awake. Well, this is what happens. This is this is the the curse of the insomnia. I'll be fine for a while, and then I'm going to drag ass for a bit. But um, if you lived here, you would have gotten two espressos by now already. Fair enough. Fair enough. My my um, girlfriend had stopped drinking coffee uh, while she was going through Lyme treatment, and then mm-hmm. once she started drinking coffee again, now she might drink more than I do. And we'll see. she hasn't learned how to use my espresso maker very well yet. So I end up yes. making a lot of coffee in the mornings. Fair enough. Yeah, see, this is always my whole thing with coffee is that, and we're, we're going to have to go because I have another thing um, in like 10 minutes. But um, I think this is the reason why I'm not like a, a regular coffee drinker unless it's just available for me, is that the steps that one has to go through to grind and prepare and do the whole thing is a lot and I know you do and but but for me this is one of those things where I just like I don't get into that part of it because then it's like a whole mess to clean up and a whole thing so like one day when I am independently wealthy and I can have my own Starbucks or or, you know whatever cafe you know um, like local you know uh, artisanal thing in my house then that will be one thing but uh (laughs) <laughs> uh, and until then, you know, like, cause like, and I, I've like done like the pods and whatnot. I've done the Nespresso things and I've had like the, what is the, the Keurig and whatnot. And that's fine. But it's also kind of like, I know that that's kind of like shit coffee. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm kind of like, I'm of this mind where I'm like, if I'm not going to do it right, just because I have so many friends who are like hardcore coffee snobs, I'm like, well, if I'm not going to do it right, then should I bother doing it at all? Fair enough. Get some sleep, Christina. Thank you. Get some sleep, Brett. The system is going down low.